What's good? Jesse here. You're listening to The Epoch of Incredulity, recorded November 28th, 2023, featuring commentary from comrades Scott, Joe, Pava, and myself. For news, we look at APAC's attempts to buy the Democratic primaries against Rashida Tlaib. Mark Wayne Mullen and Sean O'Brien almost go toe-to-toe on the Senate floor. Disturbing right-wing victories at the voting booth with Millet in Argentina and Wilders in the Netherlands. Proof bubbling to the surface that early Russian-Ukraine peace deals were sabotaged by the West. The exchange of Israeli and Palestinian hostages. Elon Musk fucking up all over the place. And the pinnacle of Floridian culture. The slams this week transcend U.S. sanctions. The only thing about this is that these people are all like saying, oh, you can't vote for Trump because he's going to do the genocide even worse. But then also they're in denial that it's a genocide. And they think it's good. So it's like, well, shouldn't I vote for Trump then? <laughs> like, if you like this fucking thing that Israel's doing and he's going to be a bigger supporter of it, um, I'm not, nah, I'm going to vote for Kumail Nanjiani again. Like, how do you hate watch things? Like, how do you like watch things that you don't like? If I lose interest in something, I just, my brain's just like, nope. And then just, I kind of just end up doing something else. Like, I don't um, have it in me to watch something that I actively do not like. Because uh, for a lot of things that I watch, there's like a social media and broader, like, meta cultural support system that, like, it keeps me interested. So, like, for, like, granted, these are these were good shows, but, like, for, like, Succe- Succession and, like, Barry, like, I have all those, like, podcasts on The Ringer. That like keep me like engaged with like the broader world of those shows and like the creativity and behind them and stuff. Uh, when it comes to things like the Lord of the Rings show or like like Ahsoka, for example, it gets to a point where I have to prove something to myself that I can endure things. Also, when it's something like a miniseries and I, like a miniseries like that awful like Continental show that was only three episodes, I can do three episodes. That's fine, you know. With the Lord of the Rings show, like I don't even know if it's gonna get a second season. And I just wanted to see it was there's also some like sick pleasure that I get in like watching Amazon like burn their money and stuff. But there's not a lot of things that I actually do hate watch anymore. Like I stopped watching like Yellow Jackets and shit because I was like, you know what? Like when like the second season started and I was like, oh, my God, I don't I don't care about all this lore. Like I just stopped watching. So, you know, that's the answer. (laughs) Hello, everyone. A familiar voice is back. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, What's uh, up, bitches? Oh, boy. <laughs> Did you notice this little slide in the audio that just happened there, Jesse? Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> we'll fix it. We'll, don't worry. Just, your um, magic listener. of editing. All right. Joe uses that as a joke. If you're going to yell, just keep your face away from the mic. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know what the mic is. It's a headset, so it's actually like... Turn off. away from the mic to yell. <laughs> <laughs> turn away from mic to yell. Okay, got it. I turn away from the mic to breathe. <sighs> Damn it, that was the... So we took last week off, and you got a little story that I hope you enjoyed. A little, little creativity from me. Poured my heart out now. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope it was fun. Uh, but this week, we're back to the churn, back to the bullshit. But this is a sick little, like, 
take this as you will, this opening story. Uh, whoever wants to start with this, Jesse, you're the one who, who posted about it. But uh, Netanyahu psychiatrist uh, committed suicide. <sighs> I don't know if the, the, the horns would be appropriate for a moment like this. Why? Okay. I don't know. Because, like, maybe he was, like, an innocent man who didn't, like, you know, who had, like, the, the guilt and the weight of, like, what his, his, his patient was doing on his conscience. No. And that led him. No, no. At that I point, you say it's a conflict of, like. I don't know what the details were. I'm, in general, in the mental health field, if you have, if you can't have positive, like, unconditional positive regard for your client, you tell, like, the agency they need to find somebody else who can do the job. I had to look into this claim because if some poor guy had been forced to continue working with Netanyahu to the point that death was his only viable escape, then the air horn would have been a little harsh. Lucky for me, this story was satire. Next topic. So, APAC has, uh, in the past week apparently, they have attempted to bribe not one, but two different people running for Senate in Michigan to drop out of their races and primary Rashida Tlaib. And the bribe was, okay, if you do this, we will give you like $20 million in donations, like right off the bat. And the first guy, some like, what was his name? Like Harper Hill or whatever the fuck. Harper Hill? Harper's yeah, Hill? Yeah, very generic sounding dude. He passed because he didn't want, he didn't want to feel like he was being bought off. Uh, and then he it didn't got want leaked. to feel like he was being bought. He didn't. Okay. He didn't want to be bought off. <laughs> basically, <laughs> he's fine with being bought off. He just doesn't want to feel like he. He is. doesn't want to feel. <laughs> but then the, the audio got leaked, and he felt the need to be like, "Yeah, they they tried they tried like buying me off for like twenty million, and I passed." And then it was reported twelve hours ago by CBS's local uh, affiliate in Detroit that. They tried this again with another person who's running for Senate in Michigan. A civil rights advocate and businessman from Dearborn, Michigan, posted a social a video on social media in which he claimed he was approached by APAC. Nasser Baydon, he posted on Twitter today, quote, I was offered $20 million to withdraw from the senatorial race and to run against my friend Rashida Tlaib. Knowing where I stand on APAC's influence on our elections and foreign policy, the pro-Israel lobby had the nerve to suggest I would even consider taking a dime from them. This goes to show how easily an election can be bought and paid for oh, in this yeah. country. Our country's campaign finance system is broken, and the only people it benefits are the rich and powerful. I will not be bought. I will not back down. I will continue to run a grassroots campaign that puts America and its working class first. You won't back down. I genuinely think that she would win anyways. Actually, that, that was the point I was going to make. Yeah, I think that's why the first guy turned it down. Is because <laughs> he, be knew, like, he knew that he would fucking lose. It, like, he probably would have taken the money. I think I remember talking about this on the pod like three years ago. In which, uh, like... Joe, what is with your memory? Anyway. <laughs> uh, APAC outspent... It was a Thursday. <laughs> APAC Super PACs outspent Rashida Tlaib by, like, almost a margin of, like, three to one. And yet she still ended up winning her primary by, like, 20 points. So, like, yeah. if, if they want to waste their money, go ahead. I mean, it's not going to work. She is the only Palestinian in Congress, one of the only Arab Americans in Congress. And she represents a district with, like, the greatest proportion of Arabs of any district in the entire country. It's also, like, very working class. Yeah. Hmm. Like, she still yeah. goes to her, her local DSA meetings. 
Hmm. That's that's interesting. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, it was twenty-two points. Uh, was the margin of victory in her last primary? Going to her local DSA meetings. Did she bring like security and stuff? No. Wild. Eesh. Maybe she should. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So like. This is like another like egg, uh, egg meets face kind of moment for the Democrats. Egg, egg face. meet face. face. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, this is unrelated, but like while I was waiting for like uh, this is unrelated on Sunday, my grandpa like he's watching like MS an MSNBC clip on Every YouTube. Fucking thought of uh, yeah. It, no, I just right. thought it was really funny. It's just, like not really like important, but like. Uh, <laughs> They brought on this Washington Post like columnist or whatever to talk about like like thir- polling showing that like third party bunch of people answered third party voters, and this guy instead of answering the question literally goes at one point, "How about them local sports team?" And I just couldn't stop laughing. It's like they brought you on to ask you like one question, and instead of answering the question, you literally did the "How about that local sports team?" Give me something for the pain. And let me die. <laughs> that that's it. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. <laughs> All right. What the fuck did that have to do with it? I said it was unrelated. Yeah, you did. You did. He <laughs> prepared you us. <laughs> had to relate it to okay. it. Well, I did say it was unrelated. It wasn't a warning. He was just preparing us. <laughs> I was hoping to quote be... the Equalizer three. <laughs> It like wasn't even tangentially related though. Like, <laughs> all right. Oh my god. Okay. Oh wait a minute. The way that it was related is before the guy did like the how about the local sports team. He it. was trying to like rash, He was it. trying to make some claim that like Jesus. oh somehow pe- a bunch of uh, like a great uh, like thirty percent of voters wanting to like vote for third parties. That's somehow a good thing for Joe Biden. What? Anyways, I don't want to interrogate what you just said. Anyways, no, no I what? have to immediately move on. No, no. We have too many items on the No, talk. no. Anyway, anyways. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, important. thank you, Joe. Anyways. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, God. Would you like to talk about the, the near rumble that happened between Mark Wayne Mullen and Sean O'Brien? Absolutely. Me? Joe. Anybody, Joe? I don't give a fuck. Wait, I have a haiku. I have a haiku about it. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Hold me back, Bernard. If I weren't at work right now, I'd punch him so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good one. That's a very good one. See, well, if I wasn't such a pussy right? that I needed like an eighty-two-year-old no, man from Brooklyn to like tell me to shut up and sit down. They don't have to rhyme. That's why I'm saying it's so uh, doubly uh, impressive. Yeah, they don't have to rhyme. They just have to. They just have to do their thing. Yeah, Mark Wayne Mullen and fucking Sean O'Brien, who's from the Teamsters. Is he the president? Yeah, he's the president of the Teamsters. He's the president. What is Abby Hoffman? No, what is not Abby Hoffman? What is um, you know, the guy who they disappeared? What is what does his son do in there? You mean uh, Jimmy Hoffman? Jimmy Hoffman Jr. Hoffman. What does he do? Well, no. But it's Jesse Clemens, too. He was replaced. Okay, cool. Yeah, Sean O'Brien was just owning him verbally, and Mark Wayne Mullen just couldn't take it, so. 
This is not the first time he's been owned this year in a congressional hearing by Sean O'Brien. Yeah, he's very sensitive to the the Twitter discourse, apparently. Maybe he just has, like, a kink or shame. I don't know. Being humiliated um, <laughs> he, in a public forum. He had to, like, convince elected officials that he wasn't trying to, like, reenact a Rambo movie. Did we already talk about that? What? No, but no. Uh, I, he also apparently threatened to fight the U.S. ambassador to Tajikistan over that. Tajikistan. <laughs> Wait, what? He's right in that place. Wait, so he pretended to be... He pretended to reenact Rambo and the country... No, he wanted uh, to, but the State Department said no. What do you mean he wanted to? Uh, He, like, sought funding to, like, get a personal fucking escort so that he could, like, go fight terrorists on his own. So he could do... So he, like... Like, during the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, he wanted to, like, go to Tajikistan, like... Rent a helicopter, a fly into story. Afghanistan to do fuck knows what, and the State Department I... was like, no. And okay. so he calls up the ambassador's office to the U.S. ambassador to Tajikistan, and he threatens to fight both the ambassador himself and the staffer he was talking to on the phone. Oh my god! And see, <laughs> like, imagine how angry you have to be. To, like, get on the phone and threaten to, like, fly halfway around the world just to beat up some staffer who's, like, has the misfortune of talking to you on the phone. I thought you were talking about, like, he wanted to make, like, a video about this. And then you're, like, you're saying, like, he actually wants to do it. I was like, holy shit, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I, like, I can understand the State Department, like, whoever being like, yeah, I don't want you to do that. You might get hurt. This kind of propaganda. Don't do it. But, like, wow. Anyways. Is his name Mark Wayne? Like, it's one word. Yeah. Mark, yes. Mark Wayne. That's the weird thing, because I've seen Mark Wayne as, like, a conjoined first name, but it's still two separate words. Terms. Like, there's a space in between. Yeah. What? So his name is just Mark, Mark Wayne. Wayne. It's Mark like Jean Paul. Like, there's a lot of well, there's like French like a... derived names, Haitian. And... Yeah, but this is just like one though. word. And listening to him talk, he sounds like the person who would kind of be named Mark Wayne, but it's one word. Mark Wayne. Get in here, Mark Wayne. Actually, no. Now that you say it like that, I can imagine it. Mark Wayne. Yeah. Mark Wayne. My name is Mark Wayne. He just says it, like, real fast. Like from Oklahoma, <laughs> by the way. Okay. okay. It's making yeah. more sense. Yeah. Anyways. It still makes no fuck, like... You <laughs> make more sense, but it's still very... He has, like, a very tenuous grasp on reality. Purely so that Sean O'Brien can just, like, keep trolling him, like, every six months. Why was Sean O'Brien at, in the Senate to begin with? What was going on? Because Bernie Sanders is, like, the chairman of the Health, Education, and Labor and Pensions Committee, and this was, like, a hearing about, like, unions. Okay. Senators wanted the opportunity to be able to... Hear from the unions in a hearing? More like, interrogate fucking Sean O'Brien. It's really more like to do, like, propaganda by asking them a question to get them to give the answer that you're looking for. Yeah, like, they want to catch... They want to catch someone slipping, basically. <clears throat> oh. oh my god. I just choked on rice. That's awful, dude. <coughs> no, it's legit. <coughs> it's good. It's curry. Um, <laughs> Stay with it. I mean, we talked oh. about this like when, when you were given the account of the um, 
Starbucks union, mm. how a lot of it is just using legalese to try and like catch somebody who's, you know, ostensibly just a working class stooge, like off guard. Yeah. That's what happened with um, Chris. What was his name? Chris Smalls. The Amazon guy? Yeah. Yeah, Chris Smalls. Yeah. I think Sean O'Brien has a lot more savvy than he gets credit for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You replaced Jimmy Hoffa Jr. You better be good. Anyways, how do you say his name? Javier Mali? Javier Millet. Weirdo who clones dogs. Javier. Oh, oh wait. I, f- I forgot to do my fucking Netanyahu uh, haiku. Oh, we'll do that now. How doth sleep, BB? Doctor, drown these pillow doubts. Tragic irony. See, it would have been funny if I'd started off that way. It wouldn't have been so sad. <laughs> yes. Do that? Anyways. What? No, because on my end, like, Hava dropped out and then, like, it didn't have anything that you were recording. So, I don't know. It's probably fine. Yeah. yeah. It, it made some kind of thing for me, too. But it looks like I'm here still. So. Right, fix it in post. Cut it out. Who cares? Fix Double it in it. post. Yeah. Double it. <laughs> <laughs> Double it. Double the mistake. Who cares? Double it, right. reverse it, flip it. Anyways. Talk, right, about the, it. talk about the weird chainsaw man who's going to cut up Argentina. Here's the intro to this segment. Ready? Because that's what he calls himself. And Cap in a cape, haunted by his cloned canine, chainsaws through red tape. <laughs> he put together these sound. I did. Like, I'm impressed. This is pretty good. <laughs> I'm prepared. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't have any articles with me. That's Joe's job. But yep. I, this was my preparation. God damn, it's pretty. It's, it's impressive. I'm, damn. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. He's an anarcho-capitalist libertarian superhero who calls himself he's Chainsaw Man and is in love with his dead cloned dogs. I mean, like, whatever. He is a comic book villain. He is literally <laughs> a cartoon. And he suffered two, like, serious mental breakdowns on, like, national television within really? a month of the election, and he still won by an 11-point margin. Fuck this guy! He's like an incel. Yeah, he like, actually really? basically is. I mean, he has, he's allegedly in a relationship now, but he just, he has, he has money. This just makes me think of Chapo Trap. I was talking about, like, Tim Scott, like, he dropped out, but he, he does have a girlfriend. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a generous reading. Although she did, in public, put her mouth on his mouth. Mm. So. Oh, my. There's probably money involved? Yeah, I'm sure there was money yeah. involved. So, like, all I really know about him is that he's an anarcho-capitalist and a libertarian. And the weird thing about his dogs, and he has dressed up. He was, um... And he's going to slash everything. He's going to cut all the spending. He's like, mentally unwell. So it'll be a real-time uh, experiment in what happens when you give your country over to complete wild west libertarianism it's gonna be awesome i feel really bad for argentina but like seriously i I feel like the only like plausible explanation for how this happened is that this was like a very angry public trying to like hold its politicians accountable but yeah the only thing they can do is to vote for the insane guy who's like not the establishment as like a middle finger of like this is what happens when you fuck up like we have to punish you somehow Yes, but at the same time, they have, like, rampant inflation and, like... 150%, actually. Yes, and, like, wages are, like, seriously depressed and stuff, and it's, you know, it's the classic perfect storm for, like, some fucking idiot clown to walk in and be like, hey, I'll do this. 
and people i don't want like i don't people end up unfortunately voting against their best interest you know it's the classic story it happened with this guy called trump you remember him so i don't really think that's a, that's a one-to-one comparison because like trump was really more the only <sighs> real difference between him and the average republican president is just his rhetoric so well, the, true but he rode a populist wave like this guy did is kind of what i'm saying javier Millet didn't like he got a plurality he didn't get a majority okay true so did trump <laughs> What happened in Argentina is that... Hi, me again. This segment was a mess. I took my turn as a white guy trying to explain the role of Peronism in Argentinian politics. Something happened in Joe's brain that turned Argentina into Chile. If you're really interested in learning about the specific political developments in Argentina that primed voters for a figure like Millet, I recommend watching Bad Empanada's video essay on Peronism. But for brevity's sake, here's the gist. Argentina has been in a century-long debt trap. Figureheads have come and gone, all promising some version of economic independence for Argentina, but never delivering. One could argue that only a proletarian dictatorship can achieve these ends, though any party in power is going to have to contend with some very unfavorable conditions. In addition to rampant nepotism and the remnants of land-based feudal relations, uneven development of industry and the overall lack of a productive economy have resulted in a trade deficit, with the cost of imports vastly outpacing the profits from exports, and the Argentinian peso has ballooned with any attempts to utilize the central bank to subsidize services for the increasingly destitute potential workforce. Even the left wing of the Peronist tendency, i.e. the Kirchnerists, have little choice but to align with neoliberals in utilizing foreign capital, FDI, to move the economy along, adding to the growing burden of IMF loan payments. Thus, when someone like Millet comes along with a set of seemingly unhinged policies and beliefs, the people of Argentina rightfully feel as though they have nothing to lose by rejecting the status quo, and in that sense, there certainly are parallels between Millet and Trump. To Joe's point, though, Trump did an exceptional job of upholding the status quo here in America despite his brand of anti-establishment rhetoric, while Javier Millet, if he actually enacts the policies that he ran on, will undo what remains of Argentina's safeguards against foreign corporate control in a manner that will be much more difficult to repair in the future. And interestingly enough, Javier Millet was active in the government of Buenos Aires, which if I'm not mistaken, is kind of like autonomous in Argentina. Hmm. Interesting. So he was basically trying to further privatize the only sort of relic of left-wing... Capital city and autonomous city, yeah. Like left-wing politics in Argentina, which makes him an even shittier guy than we've already described, but... Yeah. It's hard to privatize any more than Argentina already has... Like, they're kind of running out of room. Yeah, the only what thing is left, left is dollarization. Literally abandoning your own currency and putting yourself intentionally under the yoke of the United States. Even though, like, I don't think they're actually going to be able to do that because they don't have enough dollars in their central bank to be able to afford to replace their currency and put dollars into circulation. Like, uh, it has been estimated that Argentina would need at least 40 billion, like, U.S. dollars in order to be able to afford the cost of putting U.S. dollars into circulation and pulling the local currency out of circulation, even though they are $44 billion in the hole with the IMF. 
they basically don't have anything in the coffers of their central bank as is. So, mm. like, where the fuck are they going to find an additional $40 billion to switch out their currency? I mean, mm. Javier Millet would say if we cut mm. all of these, like, government agencies, just sever them entirely. Yeah. Then we can make up for lost money somehow, which is not true. It's but... really wild that he, he wants to consolidate education, labor, and I think it's healthcare maybe, <laughs> uh, into this one department. Uh, where is it? I, I put it in a show note somewhere. I think it was like Did a you? week ago. There's a video of him. He like goes up to a whiteboard or a chalkboard or whatever. It's a board. Yeah, and he's like, he's like throwing the department board. names <laughs> board. off the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just rips down like all of these symbolic pieces of paper that have the federal departments on them. And he's like, gone. Department of keeping you alive, gone. Literally, like, yeah. <laughs> he he is a cartoon supervillain. So yeah, uh, we mean the that. Lady apparently plans to consolidate the ministries of labor, health, and education into a single ministry called. The Ministry of Human Capital. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh God. And, oh, no, no. It gets worse. Oh, the boy. person That's he intends to one. have be the Minister of Human Capital is a woman who has a degree from an Opus Dei University. Opus Dei Universities are universities that are run by the Roman Catholic Church. And she has mm. a degree in, quote, emotional education and wellness. He also said he thinks the Pope is a fucking communist. Quote, he is, a, he is a dirty commie bastard is actually the quote. I'm sorry. He is a dirty commie bastard. And Okay. And his, vice, his running mate uh, actually his worked in the Pinochet government. Who worked in the Pinochet government? He did? Malay's running mate. Oh, great. And she wants already, like, full off, basically wants to go back to the dictatorship. Yeah, and the icing on the cake is, of course, Mele loves Israel, loves Israel. And the U.S. He actually tweeted about a thing yesterday or the day before. He's apparently coming to visit the U.S., and it's like, in all caps, like, long live fucking freedom! Like, yeah, we're ver- freedom. verbatim? Yes, that's actually the tweet. With the fucking and everything? Yeah. He does say, like, he legit talks like that. Yeah, no, he is, yeah, he's like a poster, <laughs> but he's become... It's like, what if, like, someone from Reddit circa 2010 became yes. president of a country? Yes, actually. He has a nickname, El <laughs> Peluca, which means the wig. No, El Loco, the bad man. El Loco? No, El Loco means crazy one. The crazy person, yeah. Not That's the bad people man. people in Argentina call him. He also has a nickname, which means the wig, because of his hair. Yeah, but he is called El Loco as well. To address the dog thing, so... He to address the dog thing. Oh, so he is like, but no, real quick. So he is like a Christian fascist Zionist. Like, okay, fine. Sort of. But he thinks like all the other Christians are doing it wrong. Like he. You're not doing enough fascism. He like scorns religious texts as like. They were dumb, but like, I believe in God. I've seen God. Which is also, again, ties back to the fucking dog thing. Like he thinks that. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, he thinks that his original <laughs> Mastiff, uh, who he named Conan after the dictator, speaks to him. Apparently, he goes to see a medium twice a week. Uh, the Barbarian is a movie, anyways. To get messages from his dog. Yeah, like he, he thinks that, or he claims that uh, he, his policy is dictated by his now deceased... Yeah, he claims that his deceased dog, Conan... Named Conan. 
speaks to him from beyond the grave and advises him on economic policy. And so he loves Conan uh, so that much. That was an actual quote in a news article. He yeah, loves Conan so much that he had him cloned, and he has now, I believe, four clones of Conan. And they're all named after right-wing economists. Yep. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Truly a cartoon supervillain. <laughs> Milton Friedman, like Murray Rothbard, way. and Robert Lucas. The, the icing on top is when asked about the dogs, he says, no, they are literally my children. Yeah. That's the most relatable thing about him, by far. Yeah. By far. Like, the cloning of your own pets is a little weird, but, like, thinking your pets are your kids, like, whatever. That is the only humanizing that I can relate to. I've said that on this podcast before. Anything that makes him scarier. Certainly said this about Smudge. Yes, you have quite a bit. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. I expelled her from my own birthing canal. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm with Scott on this one. Dutch fascism. (laughs) So that was one part of the the world, and on to another. So Dutch fascism is in vogue again. I mean, to the extent it was not in, ever wasn't in vogue. Oh God, Joe. Well, because like the Dutch far right has been like the second largest party in the Netherlands for like twelve years now. Yeah, but I mean, the Netherlands does have like a reputation for trying more progressive things with public policy. Like they have a much better harm reduction model. Rather than having like a big carceral system, they've had a more humanitarian uh, relationship to substance users. Where is this? The Netherlands. Oh, I get it. I get it. It's probably going to change pretty soon. Well, I mean, that is what happens when you uh, elect a bottle blonde dude named Gert who wants to uh, deport all people who follow uh, Islam. Say bottle blonde. What's, what that, is... That's his hair color. So like, uh, like, 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 like his hair is naturally a different color, and he dyed it. He dyed it. it? Like, is that is what you that mean? What you mean? Basically. Okay. All What's right. his name? Gert Wilders. Okay. Jesus. None of these people sound real. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh God, his hair looks fucking terrible. What are you talking about? He's like graying. Oh, his hair is like piss colored. What are you talking about, Joe? <laughs> President Baguette Cranston. It's like genuinely an upsetting color. I'm like not kidding here. I'm trying to just Braveheart Munchauer. Let me just get the picture. Yeah, I see. There, look at that. Like that hair color is not pleasing. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Nope. No, thank you. It's oh, like man. too light. It's, it's too kind light. It's uglier since the last time I saw it a few years ago. Oh, okay, Joe. Ugh. Head of the head of the curb with hating politicians. This cool guy over here. Ugh. No, but it's uh. like it's so it's such a weird color. It's you can tell it's dyed. He should just let it turn white, dude. What the fuck? Anyways. Yeah, it's gotten weirder. Ugh. I haven't seen a photo of him since like 2018. It's like light piss color. It's so weird. Light piss color. Yes. <laughs> piss, but the guy who's kind of hydrated at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's valid. That's Anyways. Valid. Oh, God. Anyways. Okay. Sorry. Keep talking about him. Keep talking about his piss hair. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the libs basically got crushed. The ruling, like, what is it, like, the People's Party, whatever the fuck they call it. Uh, Basically, like, Democrats in the sense that they are described as socially liberal, but, like, 
pro-market uh, on economics, which means that basically they will... They will suck capital's dick and they're okay with gay people. Yeah. Mm. Which is more or less the Democrats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they lost like half of their seats. And then the other liberal party called like D66, which is like the main center left party, but like somewhat more like socially liberal or whatever. They lost, uh, yeah, they also lost half of their seats. The left though, which was a electoral alliance between the Labour Party and Green Left, they actually doubled their seats and came in second. The Labour uh, Green Left electoral alliance, they were running on like raising the minimum wage and income supports, raising taxes on big companies and the rich, investing in clean energy and insulation, forming so-called citizens councils, capping rents and boosting social housing. They came in second. And then in third, the the libs who were just in government, they came in third and they were, according to The Guardian, they wanted to introduce a, quote, two-tier refugee system, abolish permanent residency for immigrants, allow citizenship only after 10 years, curb rents and boost private house building. So not really surprising why they got crushed because that sounds at best pathetic. The far right won, and they were like running on like truly insane things. Far right like, shit. <laughs> uh, Wilders, whose manifesto calls for. And here's inside. the thing: I just have to say that like Joe was right. Look at like the picture of him on Wikipedia. He looks so much like he looks so much better, and it's from 2014. So Joe was right. He has aged like shit. I guess like running on nothing but hatred really does age you quickly. It's my only explanation for that. So. uh... Wilders was, ru- was running on a manifesto of stopping all asylum seekers from entering the country, banning Islamic schools, Qurans, and mosques, and somehow actually won. He has said some extremely racist and disgusting shit. Yes. Even more than Millet. And he's been doing so oh for like 20 years now. You've been saying this kind of shit since like 2005. Yeah, he's, like, actually anti-Semitic, not, like, the fake kind. Yeah, he, he's, he's like, the, like legit, <laughs> like, States. anti-Semite. <laughs> and then there was, like, this right-wing party who came in force, and they basically were, like, what if Pete Buttigieg was the Dutch political party? It's the best way I could describe them. What if Pete Buttigieg was a windmill? Yeah, basically. <laughs> they were campaigning on, quote, good governance and doing <laughs> politics differently. And aim to cut immigration, reform taxes, and improve financial security for low-income families. So, yeah. It's just a shit show. And that's that's the Dutch for you. Well, we feel bad for them. We hope they can weather the storm of this this wave of... So, like, that's gonna be, like, that's just gonna be happening now. Like, liberal parties are just gonna lose... Across the board. Like, really bad. The contradictions of capital are coming to a head. Like, people are seeing the emptiness in liberal rhetoric. Sensing a pattern here, folks. I don't know. The material conditions have gotten so bad for so many people that, like, the propaganda is no longer strong enough to get people to not pay attention to reality. But what it brings to mind is, like, when people talk about the binary between socialism and barbarism, sounds like in the Netherlands they chose both, you know? (laughs) We're going to have managed barbarism. Yeah. No one's tried it. I mean, the fascists, like, won the presidency, but... Well, they didn't get enough seats to be able to govern, like, by themselves. So now they have to convince other parties to go into a coalition government with them. 
Well, you know which way the liberals are going to go. Well, so. yeah. 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 So. It's going to be kind of funny having to watch Gert Wilder be like, well, I didn't mean those things. I mean, I did, but I have to say I didn't mean them so that you can, like, <laughs> save face by, like, publicly, uh, like, governing with us. That should be interesting. Can we move on to Boris Johnson? Yes. Yeah. The other, Sorry. you know. I like black Blonde, guy white guy. That. Sorry. Looks Same like guy, shit. different country. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same guy, different place. Blonde guy who looks like shit. Oh my god. Yeah. Although in uh in the UK they are performatively putting like asylum seekers on a single fucking barge that apparently has like a horrible cholera <laughs> outbreak or it's awful. <laughs> yeah. It's god like, damn it. It's like really disgustingly inhumane and uh, also, you forgot hair? you forgot the typhus. Oh okay, typhus. And tuberculosis. Look at his fucking hair. They built the barge because for some reason the original plan was they were going to deport all of the asylum seekers to Uganda of all places. <laughs> and then the foreign minister, they were basically like, okay, how about we like send all of our migrants to where you guys are? But like, just, just be chill about it. Don't say anything. And of course... What does the first thing the Ugandan foreign minister does? These fucking Brit- British racists are trying to send all of yeah. their asylum seekers here. It genuinely seems like they are just like, what's the most racist fucking... <laughs> like, how could we be absolutely stereotypically racist? Like, should we, should we do Chad? No, Uganda. That's it. That's the Niger. one. Yeah, they, they tried <laughs> that and that got shot down. So they said, okay... Ethiopia? How about no. we just build a barge instead? Somalia. And it can be like early 19th century quality of life can be like, we're just going to go back to the 19th century and put them all on a barge and be like, not our problem anymore. And I mean, they're like, they're very, like, it's pretty clear they're losing a ton of money by doing this. Like, it is purely a publicity stunt just to, like, piss people off because then they have to look at this barge. But <laughs> Yep. I thought Uganda was landlocked. Also. It is. Like, you can't get there on a barge. We'll find a way. No, they <laughs> built the barge because Uganda was like, what? No. The fuck, you're, push it. the fuck you're doing this for? Some Fritz Corraldo shit's gonna go the off. The barge isn't, like, destined for Uganda. The barge is supposed to stay in the harbor. Oh, okay. As, like, an eyesore. The, the reason the barge oh, came into existence wow. because was because the Uganda government was like, we are absolutely not fucking doing this. Mm. Yeah. Who is the Ugandan president? I have no idea. Whoever he is. Good. Good. <laughs> but it's just, like, wild. Give like, it a shout out. We give a shout out to you, my man. It's wild. Like, of all the places you could pick, you pick a country that's, like, 3,000 miles away and landlocked. That's so fucking... That's the point, though. Like, it's yeah. the cruelty is the point. Yeah, the British it's fucking That's garbage. true. As with most policies in the Abyssal. Did you get Corps. into what Boris Johnson did or what? Yeah. Sorry. I hijacked it a little bit. I'm a little, I'm a little on edge tonight, folks. Sorry. Uh, I think, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I have talked about it before, but uh, <laughs> about four days ago, uh, I really hope I know how to pronounce this. David Arakamia. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. He is the parliamentary leader of Vladimir Zelensky's political party, which is called Servant of the People. He's floor leader in the Ukrainian parliament. He confirmed in an interview on November 24th that Russia and Ukraine had actually agreed on a framework to a tentative peace deal 
in hmm. late March 2022, so about a month after Russia's uh, intervention into intervention, well, into the what <laughs> was unquote. what was a civil war between Ukraine and right, uh, the Donbas. And so, about a month into this, there was a otherwise known as an invasion, but it's fine. Peace conference in uh, March 2022, and the framework that was agreed upon was that Russia would pull back to where it was at the beginning of February, and... Russia would pull out, but they came. <laughs> yeah, it was done. And, uh... They got all they needed. Yeah, uh... It's just, it's just nothing. It's just fucking... It's like stone. Skipping stones. It's a brick wall. <laughs> Anyways. And then he laughs! I don't get it. Anyways, keep going. Uh. <laughs> and then, uh... The deal. Stop. Oh. The deal was that uh, Russia would withdraw, and Ukraine would uh, abandon its bid to join NATO, would uh, adopt military neutrality, and its security arrangement would be done through like a couple other countries would like provide their security guarantees. And invasion. And then Boris Johnson shows up unannounced in Ukraine and says, "Quote: We will not sign anything at all with them. Let's just fight." Are those his precise words. Yes, that's a verbatim quote. And he said that to Zelensky. Yep. Actually, okay. I don't. Anyways. <laughs> and so basically, the the U.S. and the U.K. vetoed uh, Ukraine signing a peace agreement, and oh, now. Almost two years later, Ukraine is losing badly enough that it's a question of, like, when will they tap out and, like, sue for peace? But, like, any kind of negotiated peace settlement, Russia will undoubtedly be, like, in the driver's seat and basically in a position to dictate terms. Yeah. I hate to say it, but it's like... I mean... Yeah. I fucking knew this was going to happen. Like, yeah, we talked no, about this. This was, what? like, the long-term problem of not ending the war immediately, yeah. It's that meme of, like, Zelensky and Biden, where Zelensky's like, I thought you said that uh, we're together until the end, and Biden's like, this is the end. It's been the end for a while, and it's just like, all the violence internationally needs to end. Let's just make that like message clear, people. Toy Story meme. Yeah, it is the Toy Story meme of, like, I, I'm not, right, I don't want to play right, with you let's anymore. Let's move on from trying to have moral clarity. Anyways. Yeah, Israel's the new plaything. Yeah, basically. Oh my god, I'm way too close to my mic, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got, like, I was like, I got, like, right here, I don't know why. Yeah, no, yeah, basically, because, like, like, he's been bellyaching more. Zelensky. He's been, like, he's been He's basically been whining like a little weapons. bitch that he's not getting enough attention. I was trying to put it in more polite terms. Anyways. <laughs> I sort of he's almost feel bad, but it's like... How could you not know that that's what was going to happen? <laughs> that's what always, aside from Israel, that's what happens to every country that the United States like claims to support militarily and financially. Really with Ukraine, I think the most sadistic part of it was the false extension of like friendship in the hope of them like joining NATO, which I mean, wasn't a good... That was never going to happen. It wasn't like a noble goal or, by any means, but like... Either way, like, Ukraine had to fucking play along, you know, or Zelensky had to play along. Yeah. Ukrainians can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. But. Shouldn't be getting killed by Russian military, citizens at least. Uh, oh, like, at the beginning of the war, when, like, all the early reports were, like, very 
racist and we're like hey yeah it's it's uh, we haven't seen like white people get hurt by a war before you know it's not like it is it, like it was in like iraq and afghanistan like shit like that because there oh, yeah, people like, were are, saying that these shit. are civilized developed yeah, nations. these are civilized developed nations and like these people look like you and i every <laughs> civilized developed nation is like on the verge of war as it is right now unfortunately <sighs> let's get to the meat of the bone folks Talk about the un- <laughs> the meat of the meat the of the bone. <laughs> meat of the bone, dog. I don't think I've ever heard the this marrow. Here's the it is this anyways. Get to the meat of the bone, Joe. Let's talk about the fortunate. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny right now. Stop laughing. The the, the you, it, you definitely made that up, dude. I'm not. Hold on. Let me look at that. <laughs> I don't think that's a real thing. <laughs> Meat on the bone. Whatever. Well, we're taking the meat off the bone. We're taking the meat off the bone. I fucking hate you guys so much right now. I love you. Uh, I know. I love you too. We're taking the meat off the bone. bone. We're going to chew on that goddamn... I'm going (laughs) to... We're talking about the fortunate uh, ceasefire and prisoner and and hostage exchange that happened between Palestine and... Well, technically Hamas and, and... the Israeli government. Israeli occupation. Israeli occupation, that's correct, I'm sorry. That's cool. Well, the Israeli occupation and the Palestinian resistance, because Hamas is not the only resistance organization involved. Sorry, I'm not a style guide for you, Joe, please. But are are there other Palestinian pseudo-government entities that are also taking hostages? I thought it was just Hamas that was like, what's the military wing of of Hamas called? The uh, Qasem Brigades. Yes, I thought they were facilitating like hostage transactions. They're the they're the largest group. They're basically the like leader of the opposition. I I would guess they're like they're like the face of it. But like there are other groups involved in like the resistance. But I mean, as far as hostage exchanges yeah. go, yeah, they're the ones who are, who are overseeing the hostage transfers. Okay. Yeah. But it is reductionist to say it's just like Hamas versus Israel because like. It's a pretty small minority of Palestinians. Most of Hamas's fighters are actually orphans from the 2006 war. Like, 85% of Hamas's fighters were, like, orphans who were, like, in their early 20s. Yeah, no, it makes sense why they have a fucking bone to pick. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't, like, translate to a majority of people. No, of course not. The average age in Gaza is 19. What's the average age in Hamas? About, like, 23. Still doesn't doesn't mean it's, like, a majority. Like, I hear what you're saying, but it's... Yeah, the average age is 19 because there's so many fucking children, and that's it. That's why. Yeah. Growing up and surviving... Yes, it's rare. It's children and then old people, and that's it. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm saying. Okay, sorry. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Fucked up. No, it's fucked up because they, they, they deliberately go for, like, people of a certain age because they are under the guise that, like, well, they're a threat, and it's bullshit, and it's fucking, like... Okay, one thing that is a frustrating thing to deal with is, like, everybody... And, okay, I agree, I agree. Sometimes these words are bound are bandied about a little bit too flagrantly, and that should be held in check, of course. But, like, with, like, the application of the words, like, genocide, or, like, even, like, the term ethnic cleansing, like, people are getting, like, so fucking tactical about it, and it's, like, motherfuckers, the things we, you need, like, here's the basis, the base thing you need to understand about these terms, is that, here, we're not describing these things by the amount of people who die, we're describing these things by the conditions by which people are forced to live under. That's the fucking, that's how they are fucking defined. 
I think like people are like trying to argue about the definitions or whatever because like because they have no fucking arguments. Well, because they can't really because they have no fucking argument. Yeah, they don't have any arguments. So that's like the debate bro thing to do is to like try to bicker about the terms because like if you actually have a real conversation about the reality of what is actually happening, it's completely indefensible. It's also part of uh, like the Israeli strategy is misdirect people from the facts because I'm pretty sure verbatim their PR strategy is like we cannot win based on the facts. Well, they lie constantly, and even though several of their ministers go on TV and explicitly say we want to kill all of them, the communication minister a couple days ago said we will not stop until we have cut off all of their cursed foreskins. Ew. Yes, I know. I saw that. I was like, why? Why are you people so fucking weird? Also, um, let's talk about the term Semite. It applies to it applies Arabs, to Arabs as well. As well. <laughs> so, like, yeah. come on. Like, that's the problem with everybody banding about yeah, the word anti Semite right now is like, Semite applies to Arabs as well. Being anti Islamic is being an anti Semite as well. Like, what are you doing? Jesus Christ. I have no issue with, like, the religions of Judaism or Islam. Like, whatever. <laughs> Hebrew and Arabic are, like... They don't mean anything to me. <laughs> Semitic languages. Yeah. There's also the whole, you know, conflating Israel with Judaism is also, like, anti-Semitic in and of itself. Yeah, yeah because you're, you're attributing an inherent characteristic of some kind of, like, magical... There's nothing about being an Israeli citizen that makes you inherently holy... Or uh, somehow able to like distinguish. Don't apply to me because I'm distinguish like citizens from non-citizens or whatever. Stop touching your fucking mic. No, but when you say Jesse, when you say things like that, it makes me think of like that video of the guy who's like, "Well, if I don't take it, someone else will." Yeah. Well, it's like the fucked up thing is that the Israeli government, like the Netanyahu administration, in concert with like western press are propagating and fabricating this this like myth of some bizarre pious quality that links all judaism to the state of israel like inherently it's the zionist myth you know what i mean mm. it's basically like white supremacy with zionist characteristics when you look at what percentage of the population is actually jewish in america no just in general in the world yeah all right let's do it it's such a small minority of people, but it's like, I live in fucking Boston, you know? Oh, yeah, it's not a lot of people. Holy shit. Yeah, it's only like 15 million out of 7 or 8 billion people. Jesus Christ, Joe, you're exactly right. Wow. <laughs> so, like, when you have a significant portion of the population identifying as Jewish in your local area, like, that is anomalous. And it really is strange seeing it unfold in Boston because there are so many more Jews in this area than there are, you know... I gotta say, like, the demonstrations have been pretty big so far, though. In I mean, that's, circum that's like, very anecdotal evidence, so sorry. <laughs> but it's like it, it ties into local politics in a way that is very uncomfortable and very strange. Like, Michelle Wu, it's becoming pretty clear that Don't. she... She sucks, who cares? She always has been, just like a, a vessel, like a hollow... A hollow opportunist. ...container of a human being that will just say whatever she needs to say. But Yeah, she sucks. Not worth it. Not you know, good. she she feels an overwhelming obligation to play to her like Jewish, uh, like Zionist base. I am the mayor of Boston, the city of seven hundred thousand in the Northeast U.S. 
But I stand with the Zionist state. Yeah. I need to make a statement. I mean, I mean, I would say like that's absurd, but I also at the same time I want to believe that when Somerville says something nice about Cuba, that matters in the world. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't. <laughs> probably doesn't. But whatever, you know. I can yeah. dream, right? We can dream. Yeah. DSA Cuba delegation isn't just cosplay. But at the same time, Boston is a major city, though, Joe. And it's not as inexplicable as, like, the local representative here in Eastie putting his hat down for Israel. Or John Fetterman, by the way. Boston proper is not like Boston. The combined statistical area, what actually matters in terms of the size of the economy and the population. It's a couple million. Yeah, there's like five million people in Greater Boston. So it's not as small. Boston. It's amazing that we can have a statistical area with like two to five million people and still not have a functioning transportation system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe hit the head on the nail. The nail, you know what I mean. <laughs> Shut the fuck Joe up. Joe slammed his head on an exposed Joe, nail. Joe hit <laughs> a nail through his thumb. I have in my forehead And called it now. macaroni. Uh-huh. Uh, Boston population. <laughs> Rip. Was Boston population in 2021 was 654,000 people. Right. And I'm pretty sure the greater Boston area is 4.9 million. Yep. And yet the Green Line is on fire every other week. I know because my cousin's boyfriend, who is apparently from Italy, is telling me about how he has to deal with like the Green Line never being on time. And that's how he has to commute to work. Oh, man. If an Italian guy is fucking complaining about yeah. your public transit. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I was thinking. That's how you know. <laughs> well, guys, let me recommend some reading, which is Conflict is Not Abuse by Sarah Shulman, because there's a really, really good chapter on Israel and Palestine. And it's not, you know, about this conflict, but it 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 hits it hits you know the nail on the it head. It helps the future. With it hits Joe's the head on the nail. <laughs> will it also get me tetanus in my face? Yes, so, it will. I'm so angry. I'm so just like annoyed and just anyway. No. no. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that uh, recommendation. There's a whole lot of books out there. Get Norm Finkelstein's new book that nobody bought. Uh, you know. Can you remember the title? No. <laughs> no, because I instantly started thinking about something else. Sorry. I think it's just called like, Gaza. Go uh, get the book that nobody heard of. I can't. I also can't remember what it's called. Come on. It's like this issue is not getting enough exposure. Gaza, what is the issue? I forget. I knew <laughs> earlier. Four hundred and nineteen pages. First published in January 9, two thousand and eighteen. Read about 348 times on Goodreads. Gaza inquest into its martyrdom. And then there's Orientalism you should read. You should read The Ethnic Cleansing of Palestine and Ten Myths About Israel. Read all those books. Those are important, folks, also, to understand the broader context of things. Also educate yourself about, like, the history of the treatment of uh, Jews historically in Europe and how it led to this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The Jews got like blamed for the fucking plague. Christianity, yeah. do not recommend. Yeah, it's it's yeah. all very bad. That is the cliff notes of what happened. Yeah, it wasn't just the Christians though. <laughs> I'm just 
I didn't say this like in the last episode when I went off on like Sumerians didn't like him. Just like my fucking emotions <laughs> about this, but there are Jews all over the fucking world, everywhere, and Zionists only want to talk about the Jews that are either supportive of Israel or physically in Israel. Yeah. But there's Jews in no India, in Ethiopia, in, e- in Ethiopia, Ethiopia fucking, yeah. there's Jews in Cuba. There are fucking mosques in Cuba or temples. I've been to them. Well, they're both. There are mosques and temples. Wait, you've been to the mosque in Cuba? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. You'll have to tell me about that later. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, fuck. What was I about to say? God damn it. Oh, and they're also mostly concerned with the image of white European Ashkenazi Jews. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I can't say this because it sounds slightly anti-Semitic coming from my Protestant ass mouth. Jesse can say this, so I need to stop skirting a line here. It's if if he allows me to say these things, it's okay. Like I I'm mean, just saying, like I'm skirting a line here that I need not, to be careful. You're not wrong. I feel weird talking about it. And the Israeli legal system, the only people in society who really actually have like full rights as a citizen are people who are Ashkenazi. Because Yes. Sephardic Jews who are like from North Africa in like Latin America, they were basically have like second class rights. And then you have like the subset of Jews who are indigenous to the Middle East and Western Asia. They're like third class Jews Jews within Israeli society. And then you have like non-Jews. Or Palestinians. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also like Jewish leftists and like like anti-Zionist Jewish citizens of Israel, like they are treated with as much disrespect and, and abuse as. To be fair, there are only like probably like forty Israeli leftists in the country. It's a small yes, it's a small percentage, but still. Even Orthodox Jews when they when they protest. Really? Yeah, even Orthodox Jews protesting Israeli war crimes get fucking brutalized. <sighs> so like what? So then, what is the main? They also beat the shit out of Palestinian Jews. Okay, yeah, yeah, but what is, is it conservative Judaism? It's Zionist. It doesn't matter. Okay. Like, it doesn't even matter if you're Jewish. That's this, that is the point yeah. okay. of this whole it dialogue. It doesn't actually have anything with, like, a strand of religion. Okay. It re- it, because they I mean, beat the shit out of If out they of were Jews. actually... Dog, stop! Who, what are you talking about with beating the shit out of people? What? <laughs> if they were actually... <laughs> if they were actually practicing spiritual principles, they wouldn't be committing genocide. That's right. Seems like a pretty simple, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's weird to see that never again is like a uh, the application. I forget which minister, uh, which government minister in Israel tweeted the other day, where uh, he he universal. literally said, "Never again," only applied to the Jews. What yeah, the that's fuck? what I was trying to say. Without that saying. was the uh, minister of <sighs> national security. Really? He tweeted God that out damn. on Wednesday. That's the guy that said the foreskin thing? No, that was a different government minister. Oh, was that okay. the guy who said we should drop the nuke? Uh, no, that was a different guy. What the fuck? Okay, so they, they're all... Ex- oh my so God. the agriculture <laughs> minister said two weeks ago, he said, yes, we are doing Nakba 2023, which is insane because up until like two weeks ago, the Israeli government refused to acknowledge that they did a first Nakba in the first place. So, and now you have this dipshit, the agriculture the minister, be like, yeah, we're doing that, but 2023. Pause. Yes. So you just said four different statements. They came from four different individuals? Yes. That is a hell of a government you got there. Also, the Jesus Minister Christ. of War, who really does look like a stereotypical Nazi, like what you imagine like an SS guy to look like, 
that is what this guy looks like. <laughs> and he's on the front lines talking to the troops. He is literally like, Yes, we are going to genocide Lebanon next. After we annihilate Gaza, we are going to genocide Israeli Lebanon bombers next. in the fucking, I think it was like in the 80s, they just like bombed an Iraqi nuclear power plant. Yeah. Just because they like. Just because. Yeah, like, just because they, like, didn't want Iraq to even have, like, any remote possibility of ostensibly to, you know, build a nuclear arsenal. Basically, like, what they tried to claim Iran was doing 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, they really do not give a fuck about the collateral damage. The only reason that they were forced to stop their invasion of Lebanon in 1982, this is recently brought up in like the Washington Post, that like it's been documented that in 1982, the reason this happened is that Reagan picked up the phone, called the Israeli prime minister, told him that he needs to stop because apparently Reagan was like personally disgusted by what was going on. <laughs> and he's like, this is a Holocaust. And like the Israeli, Ooh, the Israeli prime minister like that. says something to the sarcastically says something to the effect of, I think I know what a Holocaust is. And then Reagan said something along the lines of, listen, you little shit, you're going to stop or else. Hangs up the phone. Uh, The Israeli prime minister calls him back 20 minutes later. It's like, okay, we stopped. I have a rule on my stream. When anybody ever references Roddy Reagan, it's Conor Obra's time. You know Roddy Reagan? He was a shit salesman, son. It was actually a lot longer than I. Are we gonna get hit with? with I a... hope not. You can cut it out. Who cares? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's fair use. Yeah. Fair use. Yeah, fair The only real solution is a one-state solution in which it is a peaceful cohabitation, which was what was there before this fucking occupation. Yeah. Okay, if you want some history, goddammit. Uh, there you go. And again, as has been stated before, they have tested, they've done surveys, and basically both want that, but when asked what that means, usually Israelis, Zionists say, shut up, Joe, usually they say uh, expulsion or execution of all the Palestinians, whereas the Palestinians say peaceful cohabitation. So, hey, who's really perpetuating this? Now you can speak, Joe. Thank you. Uh, Opinion polling in Israel has found that only 3% of the population in Israel supports a ceasefire. Yeah, they're brainwashed. It's unfortunate. Also, um... And they're unfunny. The majority of Palestinians that voted for Hamas, the Overton window has shifted for them such that they are now hoping for a two-state solution. That's depressing. Yeah. But here's the thing with, like, the two-state solution, is all that happens is, like... This, forever. uh, Yeah. Yeah, basically, is it becomes, like... A more like acceptable war. It's basically like a more sanitized Bantustan South Africa. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Which is it why South Africa that's... cut off all diplomatic ties with Israel a couple of weeks ago? I mean, this is all true, but it's like you cannot blame Palestinians for being so afraid of you know being condemned to like a future. Well, not even a future. Like having it, not having a future because they're going to be bombed into oblivion. Like they would rather exist in a in a sovereign state than not exist at all. It becomes something more ignorable. Yeah, that's the, what I was trying to say. 
the Imperial Court's position basically is we would like you guys to like die quietly and stop whining. Yes. And an official war is what that becomes because people will look at it in a more like slanted in a more gray way. So. so it's difficult for Israel to extricate themselves from this, given that uh, Yemen declared war on them like two, a couple weeks ago. And they are now seizing Israeli cargo ships in the Red Sea, which the way they did it was kind of ingenious that like they went through all the, you know, the steps on this under these so-called, you oh, know, boy. international law that like what they're doing is perfectly legitimate. Like they, they declared war in Israel like a month ago, a couple weeks ago, they issued like a warning being like, is all Zionist cargo ships like in the Straits, in the Strait of Hormuz, that's legitimate target now. And so, like, apparently under the law of the sea, what they're doing is legitimate. Because, like, they are targeting mm. any enemy ships in wartime. <laughs> and so, like, the U.S.'s excuse is, like, oh, it's, like, the international order. But according to the so-called international order, what they're doing is legit. I don't know who the person is, but Ben Norton always quotes the rules-based international order, which is when the United States makes the rules and orders everybody around. Yeah, basically. But according to their rules, what Yemen is doing in the Red Sea is legit, which is kind of funny. But, like, it's also genius because, like, Yemen's west coast is, like, the eastern half of the Strait of Hormuz. And, like, that's only 12 miles wide, but that's where, like, most of the world's shipping goes through. So, like, now Israeli cargo ships, instead of just being able to go through, like, the Suez Canal and through the Red Sea, now they have to go all the way around Africa. (laughs) And the Suckers. the only place that you can refuel <laughs> if you have to go around Africa is in South Africa, right. which is a country that no longer has diplomatic ties with Israel, which requires you to go through the Cape of Good Hope, which is like one of the most dangerous places in the world for a ship because that's where like the Atlantic meets like the uh, the Pacific. What do you want to bet Israel just brings back nuclear powered boats? Because hmm. that would be like the the you know, sensible solution if you're in, like, Cold War mindset. Yeah. So they wouldn't have to refuel. Yeah. 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 Well, all of their boats are, like, currently deployed in Lebanon, so they're a bit busy. Busy, 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 busy. Joe. Yes. Remember? I don't have Twitter anymore, or X, whatever. God damn it. Uh, Remember when Elon came in? To the office with the sink? Yes, I do. Do you remember that? I do. Did you find that funny? I did. You, you did? What? I, like, I didn't, what? like, look at this That's idiot. That's not the answer I expected. I didn't, you didn't look at this idiot. Oh, okay. You didn't find what he... You didn't find the joke he was trying to make no, comical, but you found, I didn't think, you found I didn't think what, what he, he was, was doing overall comical. I get it. Okay. Yeah, like, I was laughing at him, it. not with him. He was getting a... He was... Appreciating a meta humor to the situation. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like how Jesse and I find things that Trump says or does really funny, but like, not that Trump is trying to be funny. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I love his like Maoist arc. <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> don't ever use the word smart with me. Okay. <laughs> he's started off some kind of thing and about like Mao full. and then started talking about. Which led to him, like, talking about, like, they were all the whales bumping in the windmills. And then a big man came along, and we all know who he is. <laughs> we all know who he is. And he said, no more. No more. And then they stopped. 
And then he started talking about whales attacking windmills. Oh, wait, I have a haiku for, uh, for uh, the, here we go. Cancel culture struck in the free speech marketplace. <laughs> Could you spare a fuck? <laughs> so uh, it's been a mass exodus of. What are they called? Advertisers. Advertisers. From. From, from the bird app. From the platform. No, it's not even the bird app anymore because it's an X now. It's the uh, platform My, my operating software is so old, it's still a bird. What do you call like an X tweet? <laughs> X. No, really. Elon <laughs> wants them to be called X's. I'm not kidding. Oh I don't fucking God. know, dude. That's so. Okay. Zuckerberg wants fucking a, a post on threads to be called fucking a thread. I just call them posts now. Who fucking cares? It's the Wild West, baby. It sucks. What if Batman met Mario? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I, feel my eyeballs like turning inside. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing at Jesse laughing, quite frankly. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god secondhand laugh over here oh, fine. wow i did not know that would go over so anyways thank you dan olson anyways yeah apparently musk went to israel the other day because he's like panicking in damage control mode and he's like I'm here because well, something about, like, anti-Semitism yes, the... online. Well, because what happened is he fucking, like, someone posted, like, an anti-Semitic, like, basically fucking, like, trope. Yeah, it was something along the lines of, like, then, Jews are, like, doing something to white people, and he's like, this is true. And, yes, and then he posted, this is true, under it, and people were like, uh, what the fuck is this? And so everybody You have left. said the actual truth. <sighs> Whatever. Fucking Redditor. Well, he sucks. That's why he bought Twitter is because he wants to like I kind of agree with Adam Conifer's fucking take that like he's kind of trying to turn it into this like place where like everyone's stuck and they have to like be his little issue. It sucks. He wants to own a service and like it's the same thing with like owning like the space program essentially now. Did we shit on him for wearing his cowboy hat backwards? I think so. He wore a cowboy. I mean, you always you perpetually you can whenever it's fine. You can do it right now. I don't care. All right. When did he do that? He's he sucks. He's a bad guy. <laughs> he he is bad man. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking sucks, dude. He sucks. But it's incredible because it's like he's he's so Fuck public. He sucks like so publicly. <laughs> Just like over and over again. And egregiously, yeah. He sucks very publicly. He sounds very gay. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Like Elon Musk voyeurism. (laughs) Oh, and apparently he's like really obsessive about like what Grimes is doing now and he doesn't pay child support and he's like on amphetamines all the time. Not methamphetamines. I'm on amphetamines all the time. And he doesn't sleep, and he has, like, a weird thing attached to his dick, and he's, like, he's just a weirdly weird guy. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> they, all have, they all have weird things attached to their dick. I don't know what he does. You can't just say that passing. Well, yeah. I did. Oh. He's addicted to meth, and he has a weird thing attached to his dick How all the time. Your I don't know. Something oh, going I have on. something attached to my dick. 
I want to look up Elon's weird dick thing. I don't. <laughs> just googling. I'm, just, I'm literally just googling we'll, Elon's we'll... weird dick. Thing. <laughs> uh, and it, it autocorrected to Elon's weird duck thing, and I can't. No. Oh my god! I think I'm picking him. Okay. Oh my god. That's the that's the title of the episode. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. <sighs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that happened to X, formerly known as Twitter. You know, like, every oh, fucking, fuck. nobody calls it, nobody just calls it X, they all call it, for, they all call it X. Formerly known yeah. as Twitter, yeah. Yeah. Or, the or they say Twitter, now known as X or whatever. Twitter. It's time for the return of a segment, Long Dormant. Yep. Back. Is this where the song will play? Is this where the song will play? This is where the song will play. Oh my god. Oh my god. He does this now. <laughs> he does this now. He plays the song that he recommends as the slam recommendation while he's talking. Oh. It's actually pretty impressive. That's that's dope. It's yeah, it's pretty impressive. He like he had there's some special I don't know. What did you do? You bought like Zencaster and they came in with a special like built-in yeah. soundboard thing if you pay for zencaster pro it has a limited soundboard oh i should have played the shorter ronald reagan clip it's the oh 80s do a lot of coke and vote for ronald reagan yeah that's the one i should have played i'm sorry you can anyways no. i'm sorry that i sang along <laughs> oh you actually posted something yeah oh, it's florida florida is the future of america florida. Yeah. we haven't realized it yet so yeah, so there's going to be an event, the first ever Florida Man Games. What? That's excellent. It's going to be, let's see. <laughs> oh my God. I really hope that Isaac from Cheeseburger in Paradise covers that. They're going to have an event. Guns, drugs, booze, reptiles, or some combination of the four. Yeah. <laughs> there's... The evading arrest obstacle course in which <laughs> contestants jump over fences and through yards while being chased by real police officers. Um, the category five cash grab in which participants try to grab as much money as they can in a wind blowing booth. I guess it's called the well, category that's, yeah, five. That's, that's old school shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, category five because the hurricane. Oh, yeah. clever. Exactly. Clever. Countless and the self-explanatory beer belly wrestling. Hurricanes. Yep. Beer belly wrestling. I guess you have to have a beer belly to beer participate belly in that. This isn't just a competition. It's a one-of-a-kind Floridian spectacle that organizers on the game's website. Which you cannot click on because this is a podcast. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just Google it. <laughs> yeah, Google it. Hopefully the fucking MSN will deign to cover such groundbreaking, important athletic achievements that will be rendered at this competition, I'm sure. So hopefully you'll hear about it. Hopefully oh yeah, the, so. They don't even refer to X. In this story, they only refer to Twitter. <laughs> yeah, most people do. They just, you know, they don't care. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm playing Fuck way off. too much shit. Fuck off. Anyways. Did you watch? No, we watched Succession. Anyway, sorry. I, I watched like the first season of it, and then I, I got distracted by other things. You got distracted by other things. Not the moral complexity of Kendall Roy. Whatever. Gotta have them ribs.
And pussy too. I have ADHD, man. I get distracted very easily. It's fine. I don't care. Whatever. Go. ADHD. And, if you want to talk more about the Floridian, uh, Florida men the, game, the Florida Ubermensch or Ubermeister that were Uber. <laughs> Uberman, um, Uber, yeah, Ubermensch that they will try to render from this competition. Only to say that I was trying to figure out if there's going to be an event that involves like alligators. There, uh, yeah, there are. Really? Because <laughs> I couldn't find any reference to it in the article. But you know, you you know that there probably will be. It's like false advertising if there's not just some guy getting mauled by an alligator. I mean, that should just be an event. Yeah. On its own. Dumbass gets mauled by alligator. Oh, this is actually a nice website. My God. Look at this. Wow. Yeah. Get out of here. 10% off for ticks? 10% no. off, Joe. With a nice pool noodle pug duel. All right. Ev- evading arrest. Category <laughs> 5 cash grab. Belly beer sumo. Selfies with alligators. Hell Quote, yeah. The insurance company doesn't love this, but we don't care. It's <laughs> very Floridian, gotta say. Yeah, but like a mechanical gator ride is the same thing as like a mechanical Assuming ball. there are any insurance companies left in Florida. But it's dressed as a gator. It says uh, cultural demonstrations, there are going to be alligator shows. I'm not yeah, sure exactly. I mean. Well, it is, part, want... it is an important part of their culture. They're not going to let a bunch of drunken Floridians try to, like, actually stick their heads into, like, alligator mouths. Why, stuff. dude? It's fucking Florida. Yeah, but they're not going to... If you're not going to retire there, like, that's why you live there. You know what I mean? That's... That is... <sighs> or you're just born there. It is, like, the libertarian fucking... It's like New Hampshire South. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Joe's got something against New Hampshire. I wonder what that is. The Libertarian Party, probably. All right, yeah, <laughs> true. True, true, <laughs> true. Good, good take, actually. True, true, true. What, what are their like? What are their medals that they're giving out? Like beer cans, or I don't know. Like pe- parts of trucks. Oh, but in a in a uh, positive, unexpected turn of events, this event is handicapped accessible. <laughs> That's surprising. Well, they're being inclusive. That's good. <laughs> I just not they would expect it. You know. Yeah. Uh, which which event is handicapped The whole thing. Oh, good. Right? Florida Man Games. Joe, you're going to go, right? Good question. I actually like this quote. You're going to go and report back, right? Like, as our own, <laughs> like our field reporter, you know? Sorry. Sorry, Jesse. I have to give people.com credit. Uh, <laughs> quote. Games that let participants seemingly get an adrenaline rush minus any jail time. <laughs> mm, that yeah. is good. Congrats, people. <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> I'm tired. Sorry. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Mullet sign up. That's so funny. That's like it's like a real life battle of the beards. Dune is on Netflix <laughs> now. What the fuck? Fucking, I'm an elastic man. <laughs> oh, I'm still talking. I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm, muted. <laughs> I, I forgot how often in this segment, like, we just, like, go down a rabbit hole on a website and start clicking on stuff, and we're just like, oh, yeah, look at this. There's another alligator story. <laughs> That's, like, half the segment. That's, like, half the fun. Yeah, Joe. You're half the fun. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Philly deny, Phillies deny entry. 
two man's emotional support alligator <laughs> at Citizens Bank Park. <laughs> a Philadelphia man has struck out in his attempt to bring a five foot long gator to a Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies baseball game. Five foot long gator, huh? You posted about it on uh, on the website Fortally Notice Twitter. Are you kidding me? A Phillies fan tried to come into the game tonight with what they say was a service animal. An alligator. Yes, an alligator. Things I've never seen. This is it. Sports Radio WIP. Anyways. Doesn't sound very woke to me. Yeah, no, yeah. The woke mind virus canceled that alligator. I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, I feel better now. Citizens Bank Park, okay. a ballpark where they actually do have a jail because so many people get into drunken fights at the ballpark. Have you been there? How do you know this? Because you're just a baseball weirdo? No, because I have friends who have been there. And you're a baseball weirdo? Okay. Baseball he's weirdo. Part of the base, he's part baseball weirdo. Got Joe, stars did it? in his Are there jail cells like in, at Disney? Probably. Like uh, yeah, Disney World? I think so. Put you in jail, Joe. <laughs> the, right. the prison guard wearing like Mickey Mouse ears. Why is that so suspicious? I'm gonna put him in jail. Do you have a pet? Anyways, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just feel sad. Do it. Anyways, I'm just uh, imagining like the Disney prison guards. They have to wear like the Mickey Mouse ears. FBI, open up, and it's Mickey Mouse. Go where you belong. <laughs> Stressed. It's a it's, uh-huh. it's a goofy, goofy breaks down your door while you're streaming. Yup. We've seen the emails. Scores. You thought it was on the dark web only, son. No, we know about the red rooms. And then Goofy shoots you, and you're killed by Goofy. It's almost as embarrassing as being killed by Doc Walker. Anyways, uh, my name is Scott. We can end this bullshit. That's good enough. I, we used to sub- suggest movies, and now I don't care. Uh, watch the Equalizer movies. Those are good, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's me, Joe. I don't care. Oh, yeah, I'm on... Jesus fucking Christ. I'm Sweaty Wife on uh, Instagram and, unfortunately, Threads now, but who gives a shit about that? It's like a fucking ghost town. And also, I s- Sweaty underscore Wife on Twitch. I actually got a follow last night. Thank you, sir. Go. Joe. Uh, I'm Joe, and what I know is that Scott is dumb loves this bullshit. Fuck off. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Something's in the crappy stick. Ignore that, ignore that, ignore that, ignore that. It's too long, it's too long, it's too long. Ignore that, ignore that. Oh, you fool! Don't have to ignore that one, sorry. Um I was gonna try I was trying to find my you know, this one. Fucking Fuck this guy! God damn it, Joe. Move on, Hava. Jesus, I'm so ignored. You're too old to stop it. You're all too old. Excuse me, sir. Do you have Prince Albert in a can? You do. Well, you better let the poor guy out. The original it, anyways. Wow. Uh... Okay. Um, I'm Hava. You, you can find me on this podcast. And he's Jesse. Oh, right, because you don't have anything anymore. Yeah, right. And he's Jesse, right. And we still do that to this day, honestly. It's, yeah, that one, it's like the one thing that... All right, sorry. And, uh, uh, I listen to you, the right uh, of us. Uh,
Sorry. And you can find my... William F. Buckley, I apologize for playing on YouTube.com slash at Intentions Boston. Whatever. Uh, I, have a, I have a slam recommendation this evening. It's going to happen. Listen. Do it. Your Get ready for it. Oh, shit. I'm worried. Recommendation that you should be is... <laughs> oh, no. What does that mean? Fuck you. No, truly. See, but it, like, works. Yeah. It, like, works really well. An album! It's pretty good, actually. Entitled! Oh, shit. I dove it Is it called Oh, Shit? <laughs> Bloodstained Curse. Dead Remains Devoured. <laughs> I'm not gonna remember that. So it's getting more on, like, the deathcore side right now. Alright. The artist... It's not bad. ...is a Kefalos. And they are from fucking China. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're from Xi'an in the Shanxi province. And, uh... <laughs> you will not find this on Spotify. Oh, no! Oh, no! The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be played on Spotify. The revolution will not be Spotify. <laughs> They're heavy. They're on. This is good. Un- yeah, it's and it's. Good. I was surprised that it was a real drummer because it's like he plays so fast it sounds like it's programmed. But when they play live, they have a full lineup. So Damn. who knew, man? Who knew they slammed oh. that fucking hard in China? Mother effing knew. I did actually, but this one I mean, did. The woke. They got canceled by the woke mob. Did they really? No, it's probably just oh, good. To, probably just got sanctioned know. or something. There's a bunch of fucking musicians who've been like canceled and or been exposed as being like sex best recently so presumably it's probably that like spotify you can't access it from a chinese ip oh yeah Mm -hmm. the thing with uh, sean combs and jamie fox like people talk about like how you know there's so much censorship and like these uh, communist uh authoritarian regimes and it's like no, the censorship is happening the other way around. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you have an American website, like, it's literally inaccessible in Vietnam, not because Vietnam has, like, some kind of a fucking block on their internet, but it, because, like, there's a reverse... There's a reverse You need block. to have, like, a, an IP that corresponds to, you know, a non-Vietnamese address. But isn't that... Uh-oh, your IP is trying to connect to communism. So, I mean, you could, like, get on... You can use a VPN, but... You know, still fucked but up. Isn't that, but isn't that censorship? But isn't that censorship? Isn't that <laughs> I mean, this? yes. Isn't that that? Yes, but it's... <sighs> I'm just fucking with you. I don't even care. Everything sucks. Oh, I just elbowed my... I need my computer. I even elbowed it. I don't even know what part of my body I'm using. <laughs> so fucking confused. My yeah, proprioception. We're on, we're on Patreon. At Epic Incredulity, where we, you know, put out a new story that I wrote. Maybe I'll write those things some more. I don't know. Need some inspiration and lack of anxiety and just need to go. I don't know. Or maybe I'm happy and that's why I'm not writing. I would tell you uh, the solution to your anxiety is to watch some baseball, but it's November. Baseball? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, um, we're on Patreon. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. Facebook. Uh, I keep fucking threatening to move us to threads, but I'm never going to do that. I don't give a shit. I could invite us to Blue Sky, but again, like, who gives a fuck about that? 
Like, social media is over, at least this period of it. It's done. And we're just going to have to deal with it. Sorry, folks. Oh, I didn't mean to... Wow, that was an okay. interesting note to end things on. Thank you. Everything's <laughs> over. Good tank, though. Yeah, we say that sometimes. We still but... say that every week. Tank, you I... didn't. You didn't. You need to do like the lead up to it. Oh, you gotta. Yeah, Usually, there's like an illusion, like an allusion, not an lead-ups anymore. What yeah, you this? take a tank to enter to. Uh, oh yeah. Censorship. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I have said that people should drive a tank up to Spotify's headquarters before. Yeah. Uh, why not? Um. I don't oh, yeah. know though. We uh, we can't have some. Um, we love you, Spotify. Give us more money. What the fuck, please? We get, like, give us money. We chose no. not to monetize ourselves on Spotify. Yeah, that's why so. I'm just saying they should just give us money. Oh yeah. Yeah. Come on. Universal basic income. Look at all the coin we're collecting. We love it. Anyways, we say every week, we say, but tank dough. Is that better? But tank I am so. It's a cue for you fucking. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yes. Um, and that's the epoch. I really don't have anything else. Thank you. We've been recording for two hours, which is long. Oh, that's going to be long. I didn't mean for that to be long. Sorry. Next level. That's the you lose. All right. Pretty sure Zizek put a poster of Stalin in his bathroom so he can take a shit with Stalin for some reason. Sounds like some shit he would do. <laughs> I take a shit with Stalin. Man, that's like next level petty. Is that really petty? I don't know. It's weird. Well, he has a picture of Stalin next to his bed. Oh yeah. Over. Oh yeah. 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 It's like over his his bookshelf. But that. But what the fuck? There's another picture. It's over. He does. He. Apparently, he just has one poster of Saul that he moves around his apartment. Which <laughs> <laughs> like is actually even funny. <laughs> I'm going to take a shit. I have to go get the poster and bring it with me.